Welcome to the Natural Underground, the radio show and podcast dedicated to what, Cheslin? The natural food industry. Oh, oh my, that's exciting. It's all we do all day, every day. Yes. I'm your host, Al Springer. And, you know, normally you would think if you're going to create a show like this, and what is this show all about? It's about you, the person who maybe has a food or beverage company you want to build or you're managing and you've got a great idea for a cookie or something cool, you want to listen to the show because we help you figure out how to get it out to market. So you would think with some high standard, high, lofty goal like that, we would have experts in here. But instead, we have Ryan and Jessica. We decided to do the exact opposite of that thing. Right. We found these two cats at a bus station. Not I've, even particularly interested. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten food. That's my qualifier. Yeah. What's your qualifier, Ryan? I find I need to eat food in order to survive. <laughs> so it's a, it's at mi- just a minimal lowest mm-hmm. grade of See interest See how Ryan possible. took what I said and then just tried to make it kind of funnier and better? Yeah. yeah. You've done that with so many of my jokes. Like you'll repeat something that I said, but you make it better. Wow. If you could keep doing that. Yeah, that would help us. <laughs> well, you know what? This is going to be a very unique show because we're going to try and do something very, very different. We're going to try and make it entertaining. <laughs> We're not going to talk. It's going to be all silence. Yeah, it's going to be uh, <laughs> low, low level music, just <laughs> at a volume low enough that it isn't even that satisfying, no matter what you do like, on your radio. Is the radio, radio on? Yeah. Is just kind that, of that the neighbor listening to something? You ever drive along and you don't know the radio's on, but you just hear the voices and you can't tell, are they the voices in my head that mm, I normally hear mm-hmm. or is that the radio on at a really low volume? That's level? what I talk to my therapist yeah. about every day. Every day. <laughs> In fact, they're waiting outside the door because we didn't want you <laughs> to be my, that far my from my white puffy mm-hmm. room. Yeah, that I've right. been dreaming about. Yeah. Oh, is that what? <laughs> have you been dreaming about a white puffy room? No. Um. What's that movie? Um, Josie and the Pussycats or something where they take her to what? Forget it. Wow. It's just. Mm. Isn't that like the go-to? You're in a. Maybe an alternate reality. No, Ryan, do you have any idea what she's talking about? <laughs> no. Okay. Also, you know like Shutter that? Island would be a go-to. Uh, yeah. That's a scary, Ooh, that's a, that's scary a movie. Man. I, would, right. I wanted to swim off of that island. Do you yeah. remember Just the part? chances in the ocean. Where it was he, awful. Remember he's having a migraine and the doctor's like, it's almost like he has a thousand tiny razors in his head. That's what a <laughs> migraine feels like. Oh, oh man. Ooh. Well, on this happy note, man, I feel like we've <laughs> speaking, really got the show dire- directed a perfect direction, <laughs> feeling very very good. Look, what we said we're going to do something very different. We are. We're going to try and make this a bit thematic. And no, it's not about uh, mental hospitals or Shutter <laughs> Island or therapists. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that. It's great. Very not that there's part. anything wrong with no. that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. All part of living and doing mm-hmm. the best you can. Nope. Today, we are going to make our show about trial building channels. So again, if you're starting a food company or you're managing a beverage or a supplement or anything that you found interesting and wanted to launch, one of the great places to go in in this world, in this marketplace, is trial building channels. And by that, we mean anywhere where people buy something the first time, right? You're not going to instantly get into Target or you may not be national in Whole Foods with your your food idea, but you can find those really interesting places that are kind of a captive audience and get people to try it the first time. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So today, our big selling point for this fabulous radio show and podcast, later in the show, after our guest entrepreneur, I'm going to try and say that again, after our guest entrepreneur (laughs) and after we do things that we think are funny, but nobody else does, right. called What's in Your mm-hmm. Pie Hole, right? So that's the whole show. Yeah, the back, <laughs> that's right, the back <laughs> half of the show, we're going to give you 10 big places to go sell your new product or your current product right away. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for category review dates or 
big grocery chains to take forever to make the decision. We're going to give you 10 places. I feel like we got an infomercial. Come back that second half hour. We're going to get you You're not going to want to miss spots. it. You're not going to find right. this information on the internet. Absolutely. Now, what caused all this? I was in Chicago last week, and I was doing a couple of things, having meetings, also dropping my daughter off for her first job outside of after college, so that's exciting. Yes. And I was walking around at night, uh, and is this I something we can talk about it, on yes. the air. Or? And I was lonely. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I thought I would do, <laughs> there was this alley, and the Woo! people seemed quite friendly. Nothing really, really good friendly. Happens folks. In that's what you told the cops. Yeah, that's what I told the cops. Like I just thought that they needed help, and I was trying to chat with these people. <laughs> um, so I was walking along after dinner, and I had heard about this place. I've read about it. Friends have told me about it. I've never personally been there. Now I have. It's a place called Italy. Oh, yeah, and, you were saying that. Yeah, so it started, I think it started in Europe. I know their first location in the United States was in New York. It sounds and, too cool to have been started in the United States. It kind of does. I'd agree with that. But for sure, their first location was in New York, and I think their largest location was in Chicago. So I'm walking along to describe this place. I look up, and it looks like uh, if you've been to the Whole Foods headquarters store in Austin. or <laughs> Have a big, I been to the Whole Foods yeah, headquarters store? Or a big... <laughs> Like uh, even this, I can't, it's almost like a half a city block or a city block, but it yeah. was multiple floors. And it said Italy on it. And I'm like, oh, I've read about this. And so the gist of it is it's, it's sort of Italian food themed. But when you walk in, it's got the, and this is such a bad um, uh, comparison, but it's a little Ikea-like. And man, they would be mortified by that. But I mean, or maybe a uh, like crate and barrel. Maybe more to like walk a, through a, well, in a certain way. Kind of. <laughs> But also a crate and barrel-y, sort of modern, clean, white. There's mm-hmm. quotes. Uh, puffy walls. White puffy walls. <laughs> it all does tie in. Maybe I only dreamed of Italy, <laughs> and it's not real. It's like an Italian mecca. That's right. It mm-hmm. is, but it really is. So it's got mm-hmm. the, the like food statements around the inside of like this, this big well, hallway you walk in. It's got a ama- But what's amazing about it is you have all kinds of pasta, which you would expect, all kinds oh, of sauce, so all good. kinds of huge area of European chocolates and candies. You have meat for sale, like pro. I mean, it's like a kind mm-hmm. of a grocery store, but all mixed in. Feels there. like a market, kind on, of. Sounds yeah, like on, a market on both floors. Uh, at least the two floors. So I was apparently, in, the traffic rest- there is crazy. Oh. I know of a brand that got on shelves at three p.m. For the first time, and were sold out by 5 p.m. Well, how many products though? They only took was two. There one? Uh, there were 16, one. Took 16 bottles of avocado mayonnaise. Oh, that okay. sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. I really two like hours. mayonnaise. They're like, hey, we need to reorder for tonight. Like, wow. oh, well, I have to tell you, walk in though, and it was like you were walking, it was the crowd that will walk into a Costco in terms of number of people. It, they were everywhere. Were there samples but, too? But, oh, but, but, well, yes, but more than that, there were eating areas tucked away in mm-hmm. all the floors, and every bit of the food looked just incredible. So the reason I bring this up is that's a classic case of you wouldn't necessarily launch a brand and think, man, I'm going to go into Italy and try and get distribution there. Mm-hmm. But what it does for you is it give, it's a place to start. Right. And now all of a sudden you're kind of wrapped in the halo of all their image building that they have. You're now a cool product that's in there. People try it because it's like, what is this? And it's different than if you just walk into a grocery store or even a natural food store and there's all those items on the shelf in one category. How do you pick? Yeah. So today we're going to talk a lot about that, a lot about how do we how do we use trial building channels to build your business on this, the very business show, right? 
Okay, after before we do all that, though, we're going to have a guest entrepreneur. We're going to have Brian Cornelius. He's the founder of a bar that I came across in some trial building channels called R-Bar or mm. R-Energy Bar. Mm -hmm. And they're circular bar. Their bars are like circles. And they, it's funny, he said, there's not a lot of square in the natural space. Uh-huh. In the natural world, he means, out in nature. There are mm -hmm. a lot of things that are square, but there's a lot of circular stuff. So its whole thing is simple ingredients, you know, all the free from, you can imagine. But it also just tastes really good, and I was blown away by the packaging. The packaging's eye-catching and simple. We're going to have Brian on and find out how has he built his business and how does he use trial-building channels to do it. All right, well, it's time for a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Brian from our bar. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned to The Natural Underground. I can close my eyes and be in Big Ben. I'm sitting next to you all my life. But if this ain't the longest, shortest trip around the world in my backyard, looking for the crazy peacefulness. Welcome back to The Natural Underground. Look, we've been talking today and in our opening segment about brand building via trial channels, the places you try product the first time. We're so lucky today to be joined by Brian Cornelius from R-Bar. R-Bar is a brand that I kind of came across when I was traveling in Arizona, a um, place I used to live, walked into a very cool sort of combo market restaurant, and there right near the check stand were these R-Bars. And I grabbed one because the packaging is very cool. Awesome packaging, eye-catching, tried it, loved it, loved the simple ingredients, the, all the free-froms, but mostly the great taste. So we're going to learn a little bit from Brian about how he's built his business, some of the challenges he's faced, and how he's used trial channels to do part of that, and certainly do an important part of that. Brian, welcome to the Natural Underground. Uh, hello, and uh, thanks for having me. And you're joining us today from the Snack Show in Chicago, it sounds like, uh, in the background. Yeah, there's a little bit of background noise here. Sorry about that. But, oh, we uh, like it. It's been a busy, busy uh, couple of days, and today's the, the last day. So Yeah, well, and, and you were just telling me the, the last day of any trade show in food, everybody's just grabbing samples and wrestling. Yeah. If you turn around, people, <laughs> will take, people will take your table. There's always a couple of random yeah, older there, folks. There are, yeah. There are some very full bags that are walking past <laughs> me right now. <laughs> so talk to us uh, live from the floor of the snack show. What is our bar? So our bar is uh, it's really different um, because of two main points. Um, uh, one is that it's small batch crafted. So we're actually running our equipment uh, four to five days a week instead of doing very, very large runs. Um and having products sit in warehouses for extended periods of time before it hits the end user. Um, and secondly, we use a um, better grade uh, date in our products. So all our products are date-based, and we use the same grade that you can find in, in um, big box stores like a Costco or a Sam's Club, um, whereas a lot of other products out there are using what's called C-grade, uh, which is uh, intended for industrial use. Um, we're, we're not using that. And as a result of both of these points, we have an incredibly fresh and fantastic tasting product. It does. It's so good. And you just said something that's kind of interesting. For a small sort of emerging brand, you do your own manufacturing. Most brands, and I don't think it's a mystery to most people in our industry, it might be to some listeners on the radio show, that most brands go out and pay someone to manufacture it, a contract manufacturer. You guys make your own, right? 
Yes, we do. Yep. That's incredible. So um, that's a little bit about your bar, but what about you? Uh, what's what's your background? Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to the University of Arizona. Um, took me ten years to graduate. I like um, it. There was a little yeah. <laughs> there was a little uh, period there where I dropped out to race road bikes. Um, and uh, race race road bikes is a Category One cyclist. Any cyclist out there will know that that's a tough place to get to. And and wanted to turn into a professional cyclist, but um, couldn't quite get over that hump to get a paycheck. So, um, but along the way, I um, uh, was able to uh, you know figure out this brand. I needed something into something that was uh, simple uh, and inexpensive. Did and you start it off by just taking you know dried fruits and nuts and putting them in a little baggie? and uh, filling those on the road. So, um, And part of, your, part of your whole formulation is seven ingredients or less, no added sugar, yes. no binding agents, amazing ingredients, right? So yes. did you do it yep. because you were out bike riding and you were looking for your own snack? Is that how it happened? Yeah. I mean, it was. we wanted to take basically a, a trail mix and um, turn that into a bar without having to add anything else. Um, and without compromising the ingredients that were in there or the really the process in making that bar. Um, and what's really, really cool is that today with our specialized equipment, you know, the bar really does go from basically a trail mix um, into a bar form and into a nitrogen flush package in, in a matter of minutes, um, which is, again, back to that incredibly fresh taste. It's, it's really why the product has done so well. You know, on a side note, you said uh, you went to University of Arizona. Ryan here is the big, lifelong University of Arizona basketball fan, so he's already excited. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping they'd go a little further last season, but there's next season. Yeah. That's the great part about Arizona basketball. It's yeah. always next season. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, Jesslyn's over here. She went to University of Oregon. She's trying to talk trash. They've been good at basketball for about two years. I know. They've been good for two years, and suddenly she's part of the conversation. Yeah. I'm sorry, Uh, but I was a part of the conversation. Enjoy that while it lasts. It'll be in there two years before you're being mediocre. Then then they'll be gone. Someone better will hire your coach. I'm out. Anyway, (laughs) uh, what did your family say when you you started your brand? Uh, They were really supportive. Um, You know, without a doubt, most of the the people who were close to me at the time were, were supportive. Um, people who weren't close to me told me that I was nuts, um, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, that's that's fuel for the fire. Right. So, um, uh, but yeah, that family was was very supportive. Why Why did you end up making it round? I mean, what? How did that happen? Um, a couple of reasons. One, it, it fits into a jersey pocket of a a um, cyclist jersey really Ooh. conveniently, but that also turns out that it actually fits into a pocket or a purse much easier. Um, you know, a, a, a rectangular longer bar is, is the potential to you open up the package and half of it falls on the floor, certainly when you're on a bike and perhaps a little less often if you're traveling in a car, but it does happen more often than a, uh, a cookie-shaped uh, product um, just because it's wider and, and you know, round and, and doesn't have these uh, extensions to break off, basically. Yeah, so for it's, some it's reason, it's, <laughs> it, it's satisfying now. I don't know what it is. You're right. It's just different, and that makes it a little bit more of a treat. Look, I found, yeah. as I mentioned, I found your bar uh, while traveling in what I would call kind of a classic trial channel. I think I, my first place I bought it was right across in Tucson, right across from the Congress Hotel. 
there is a refurbished train station that has a little restaurant market in it. And I and and, That's right. and and I was in there, and I'm like, wow, look at these things. They just stand out. They look so different. I think retailers that listen to our program would find that that look different. How important either, and it could be e-com, it could be those kind of stores we've just talked about. How important were those kind of outlets to get you some traction first before you try to sell it anywhere else? Um, I would argue that they're still incredibly important now. Um, you know, with it, those are the ones that you can get into and, and talk to real people right away. Right. Um, and uh, and then you can kind of leapfrog once you've built the customer base in that geographical area into uh, larger format stores. Um, so, you know, those mom and pop shops, um, one, they're run by fantastic people. Um, they all have a story and it's, it's incredibly fun to go in and talk to them. Um, and two, it's, it is just part of the process of breaking into new geographical regions. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, love it. So what was your, your first store and um, how did you go about getting in front of them? Um, two off the top of my head, uh, and they are still customers, um, one Sabino Cycles in Tucson, Arizona. Um, that was you know kind of a shoe-in because I was a cyclist and, and we could walk into bike shops and, and um, you know, talk about this this product that was um, very hand packaged at the time <laughs> and, uh, and uh, they took it on board um, and then the other one is the food conspiracy co-op on fourth avenue in tucson arizona um, and again you know i mean these are these are companies that are uh, still carrying the product and, and been through every iteration that's awesome and, uh, um, what yeah. what unique struggles have you experienced dealing with trial outlets like what's different about dealing with trial outlets than dealing with more traditional Retailers, grocery stores, that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot of footwork. Uh, you know, I mean, and, I, and all accounts are a lot of footwork. But um, you know, you are dealing with one individual for payment for ordering, um, for um, uh, attention. You know, you you have to give the product on the shelf the attention that um, uh, an extraordinarily level of attention, especially in some of some of the. Um, early trial accounts, it's easy for your product to go out of stock and for people not to notice. Um, so it does take a lot of uh, a lot of boots on the ground, basically. You know, have you have you been building this? As you've been building this, how have you funded it? Has, has it all been self-funding? Did you go out and raise money? Because it, you, you know, packaging's beautiful, the product's great. You're starting to get into a lot of places. How have you done that? Um, it's been very bootstrapped, um, but we have raised capital. We've had two rounds. Uh, one was uh, friends and family. Um, and then one that we just closed. Um, and we haven't raised a whole lot of money. We also actually won a quarter-million-dollar uh, grant from the state of Arizona for the modifications that we made to our proprietary equipment. It's an um, Arizona Innovation Challenge grant, which is incredibly helpful, obviously. Wow, that's um, spectacular. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It's, a, it's really, really cool. That's such a message. Um, that's such a lesson, too, for entrepreneurs that, you know, you got friends and family, you can do a money raise, but then look at states, organizations, colleges, anyone that's sort of in that incubator game and how important that is. That's that's really good. Thank you for that. Uh, One last question, uh, just because we have to manage the time in the segment here. Um, If you had a dream retailer, like what is your, or a couple of them, where do you want to go next? And uh, that can be trial building or it can be straight up just regular, you know, natural food store, grocery stores, anything. Sure. Um, I love the travel industry. 
um, and I would love to increase our footprint in the travel industry. Um, we have a fantastic uh, partnership with a management company for most of the airports up and down the East Coast. Um, and uh, but aside from that, I would we have this one bar that's wrapped in, in camouflage. It's a uh, special edition um, that I think would do phenomenally um, in a in a Walmart or or some type of, of store like that where we could really reach um, a very general population and and help them to eat healthier. It's a bar that could sit next to your traditional candy bar and would be picked up simply because of the packaging. And on top of that, it tastes great. It's affordable and it's good for you. Well, you know, we ought to do also military channels. We were just, we're just going to talk about that in the next segment, which is, um, Nextcom, APHIS, those kind of places where, you know, you go and that audience responds to things like that. It feels like you've localized it to them, customize it for them. Fantastic idea. Um, Brian, this has been so fun having you on. I know you got to get back to the show. I think Jessalyn has one yep. final question. Well, if our listeners are getting hungry and want to try your bar, where can they go to learn more information or to find your bar? Um, they can go to our website, which is www.rbarenergy.com. It's the letter R, the word bar, and the word energy.com. Um, and uh, if you have any questions about where they can find them locally, they're welcome to contact us through the website or give us a call. Um and uh, we also have a map on our page where they uh, will be able to find out where we're located in a, in a local area. Great. Perfect. Brian, this is so good. Thanks, man. We'll let you go back to Great. the uh, show. Uh, happy selling there at the Snack Show in Chicago. Perfect. That was Brian Thanks Cornelius. So yeah, we, that was Brian Cornelius from Our Bar. You're listening to The Natural Underground. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Natural Underground. Well, Ryan, it feels like we've had a theme for this show. What would that theme be? It would be alternative trial channels. Alternative and trial channels. We talked about it with Arbar. Mm-hmm. We talked about it with uh, walking into Italy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as you're building a brand, there's nothing more important than trying to find a place where people can discover your product. So since that's the theme of the show, we thought in this segment we'd tackle five different types of trial building channels in this segment, and we're going to do five more for a total of 10. That's how we get that 10. <laughs> five and five. <laughs> let me Hold on. Let me just do some calculating. 10. Yeah, five. Carry the I'm, two. <laughs> yep, it's still 10. Seven so goes into that. How seven, many times? 14. Mm-hmm. 14 times. Uh, we're going to do five uh, segments. Five. I'm sorry. In this segment, five trial building outlets mm-hmm. and then we'll do five in the in the in the last segment cool so let's let's dive into five right now number one all right this is such an easy one uh a lot of folks sell products into this channel it's convenience stores what mm-hmm. we call sort of a 7-eleven a circle k around the country you might have a wawa an am pm it's those little markets on the corner and um you know certainly they're interesting. We tend to think of them as a place you can buy Slim Jims and beer and do an ice run or a beer run or cigarettes or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But the evolution that's happened over the last 10 years has been like everybody else. They've realized they've got to be able to attract and keep consumers yeah, that want healthier products. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. right. it's gotten better. Yeah. Usually and their energy bar selections are great. They are great. Now, what's interesting is for years... 
they couldn't attract women into convenience stores because of assortment, because of the fear of crime, because the stores weren't very clean. Just this, this is an industry. It's not like I'm announcing that. The industry mm-hmm. wrestled with that. But what they've done, that's why you see so many of the better convenience stores now have like glass walls, like a QT, big mm-hmm. windows, really well lit, beautiful signage, clean inside. Everything from the aisles to the bathrooms are clean and they're a lot better than maybe they were in the past. And that's included a, a lot more healthy choices, mm-hmm. uh, assortments of product. So I thought we would pick one. If you if you ask me which retailer is probably the most progressive right now in terms of in the C-store world and carrying healthier items, I might say Wawa, which is up and down the East Coast from mm-hmm. you know mid-Atlantic and Northeast down to Florida. But one that's that we classically think of as the C-store chain is 7-Eleven. Uh, and 7-Eleven has done an amazing job they of really adding have. more and more of these kinds of products, mm-hmm. right? So let me give you a couple of fast facts. Um, internationally, there are 56,000 7-Elevens. Oh, they're international? Yeah, oh, very, international. very much so. Uh, well, Their parent I'm company is, is based in Japan. <laughs> Ignorant. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Their parent company is based in Japan. They've put, out, they've put doors all over the, the world. Within the United States, they have some corporate stores, not a ton, but then they have about 8,000 franchise stores. Mm-hmm. Or, and that means that you know, you'll have a, a man or woman who may, or a group that may own 30 of them, or two of them, or 100 of them. So it makes it a little bit of a challenge sometimes in getting your product in those stores. Because yeah. you not only want to kind of show corporate, and they're based up in Irving, Texas, outside of Dallas, um, you show them what you want to present, but then you also have to do a lot of work of circling back and talking to the owners of these franchise stores, mm-hmm. uh, which is always, you know, presents a little bit of a business challenge. Um, the second thing you have to do and think about is then how do you get the product to those stores? And there's really a couple of big C-store distributors. One is McLean, based in Temple, Texas, and the other is Cormark out in California. There's lots of other ways to get to convenience stores. Like DSDs. Stores. DSD, right? So you see all the beer and... Uh, soda distributors, right. uh, candy jobbers and tobacco distributors uh, do all that stuff. But for most sort of healthy products, if you've got an idea for a cookie company or an energy bar, you want to go through one of those those big uh, classic convenience store distributors. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of cool. So that's that's it. Um, I think 7-Eleven is a great place to start because you can end up in just a few of the stores and kind of prove yourself. Well, we're working with a brand right now that will go nameless, but they're mm-hmm. they're in how many stores initially? I think something like 20, 20? or 30. Yeah, about mm-hmm. 30. Yeah. And and the whole goal is they're proving themselves out to see mm-hmm. how it turns. 7-Eleven's where I discovered Harvest Snaps. And what are they're, Harvest they're Snaps? They're those uh, pea, they're like uh, roasted peas. Uh, pea oh, pods. Oh, yeah, 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 pea, pea pods. pods. And see, that, that thing is everywhere now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the right. wasabi ones. That's where I tried it. Uh, Lenny and Larry's Complete Cookie has done Had an those. amazing job of getting into all the mm-hmm. convenience stores. We're going to talk about right. them in one of the other channels. Very cool. Number two. All right. So we've talked convenience stores. Number two, uh, college campuses. And one great way to get there is Barnes & Noble College. So we all know Barnes & Noble, the bookstore chain, but they also have about 770 Insane amount of locations. Yeah, college bookstores where they run the college bookstore. And so it's not just the bookstore because they're like, well, how am I going to sell my energy drink? It's that they also have a little marketplace next to it. So it's a much more expanded version of that than a traditional Barnes & Noble. So here's some fast numbers. 770 stores in the Barnes Mm -hmm. & Noble college chain. 
They're on 500 campuses across the country. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think TCU, Texas A&M, or yeah, my school had map. it, and it was massive. Yeah, just here in Texas where it. they operate the college bookstore. Mm-hmm. And here's another amazing number. So annually they service or sell to 5 million students and faculty across those uh, 500 campuses. Mm-hmm. So if your target audience is that crowd, that kind of, you know, hey, I want to try this healthy product. It's kind of got a cool factor. This is a great way to start, uh, you know, engaging those consumers, mm-hmm. those young consumers right up, uh, right from the start. One of the things I love about them, they have a tremendous marketing program. So if you go to bncollegemarketing.com, BN for Barnes & Noble, so bncollegemarketing.com, they have all kinds of things from digital marketing, in-store, brand building, demoing, market, consumer market research. So there's a lot of ways. They're a very sophisticated marketer of products. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that and you want to do it, check that out, bncollegemarketing.com, right? Last thing I'll say about uh, Barnes & Noble College, go to their website, their regular website for Barnes & Noble College. At the scroll to the bottom, they have videos called Five Minutes With. Everyone should do this. We should do this. Five minutes with, and then it's got management team, buyers, everybody explaining what they do and how to work oh, with cool. them. Oh, cool. I mean, it's just brilliant outreach and really, really cool. Number three. All right. Where do you work out, uh, Jocelyn? Where, what's your workout routine? Do you go to a gym or Ryan, I either one of you? I swim outside. You swim outside in water or just on the lawn? Or just, the it's on my own towel. I just <laughs> close my eyes and Pretend say, like I'm here swimming. I am. No, it's a local pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <laughs> I work out at a gym. Yeah. What gym, if you don't mind saying? Pure Austin. Pure Austin. Well, I belong to Lifetime Fitness. And Lifetime Fitness, well, that's not meant to be that impressive. <laughs> and it's not. Uh, it's great. But it's, uh, but it's a li- nice gym. It's a very nice gym. And what's great about it, if you've never been to a Lifetime Fitness, I think there's about 80 of them around the country. And it's a, just a cla- classic example of why you'd want to get in there is these places are huge. You've both right. been into a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a captive audience. I mean. It's a captive audience. People are there for hours. Gigantic because you can do things. There's outdoor pools with a cafe. There's an inside ca- a little cafe restaurant. There's multiple floors of working out, basketball courts. There's child care and all, you know, hair salon. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things. So to Ryan's point, you really can stay in there a long time. Well, what's impressive about it, though, is their cafe and store in the front. I have eaten in there. Yeah, not only do they have all kinds of food that they can make for you, mm-hmm. salad sandwiches, healthier versions of stuff, but they have two big walls plus a refrigerator of food products, sports mm-hmm. nutrition, energy bars, snacks, mm-hmm. beverages. A great place to try and get your product if you're trying to launch. The question is, how do I get there? So you want to try and see them in their headquarters. I think they're in Minneapolis, is where, up in Minnesota is where they're headquartered. But there's also some distributors that, if, you, if you're interested in that whole channel of sports and fitness, um, you can go to Europa, right? That's one of them. And right. Then That's sport, the major distributor. Major distributor for gyms and places like mm-hmm. that. You can also go to Sport Tech. And Sport Tech is, uh, we're friends with the founder of Sport Tech, and we're hoping to have him on in the next well, couple Michael weeks. Michael Wainwright. Yeah, Michael. And he does a great job of kind of getting your product into places like that. And we're going to, we'll, we'll talk to him and have him on the show in the next few weeks. Cool. Number four. Military commissaries. Now, I know in the natural world, some people may think, well, I've got such a n- kind of unique, niche product. I can't imagine. Like the military is not going to be yeah, eating, is that like, my dehydrated spot? bananas You're or right. something. <laughs> but you have to understand the families that, that, oh, yeah. that live, live there. Yeah, that live on base or near the base or a family members in the military 
the commissaries are often a place where they do a lot of their shopping because the prices are great. Oh, and the prices are fantastic. Also, Jocelyn's it's... already trying to figure out how to get into the military <laughs> just also, to get access. To no, the I'd, I'd marry into the military. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not also, physically uh, going to do anything. The military like. demo is usually really big into efficacy. Like if you got a product that brings them something, they really buy into Particularly it. Particularly protein-rich products, right. performance-based. But mm-hmm. so you got to remember, there's two audiences within these commissaries. One, I'm thinking of like Nexcom, the Naval Exchange, right? right? So Nexcom has, I believe, 300 locations, and you can either they'll buy direct or through some distributors, right? Including mm-hmm. the big military distributor. But one of the things that's your pack, yeah, your pack. One of the things that's interesting about them is you have the actual individual single folks who are in the military that shop there but you also have lots of families yeah and so you can you don't just think it's only an energy bar or a energy drink or something like that or a protein powder but really anything that you have to sell the families and even those stores too have gotten a little more sophisticated in the assortment that they're bringing in and bringing to consumers lastly number five okay i'll do this one quickly because i know we're running out of time in the segment what we generally call fast casual or what they call fast casual in the food service world. It's places, I'll give you an example. When I was up in Chicago, wandered into Water Tower Place and ate at a place called Food Ease. And mm-hmm. Ryan was with me on that, uh, on that, in that place, Food Ease. So you walk in and there's a lot of these bubbling up in cities now across the country where you kind of have salad bar, food bar, all kinds of healthy, natural stuff. But then all around the walls is a market. Cool. So you can not only eat there, and but you grab something for later. Anything from a snack for later to actual take-home meals like a Snap Kitchen would have. Oh, so okay. Snap Kitchen is another example yeah, of a great place good. here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Is that you can go in, buy some food, but then you buy it to go. And they also have a lot of other kind of snacks and grab-and-go items. So big in the grab-and-go world, but check out Fast Casual. It's such a great way to sort of associate yourself with these up-and-coming, healthy, oh, I love eating there, therefore I'm going to love all the products that they put in right. there. And have mm-hmm. it, right? Cool. Cool. Okay. Time for a break. When we come back, we're going to hit five more uh, fantastic trial-building outlets, and we're going to see what's in our pie hole this week. You're listening to you The Natural Underground. You don't want to miss it. You, you absolutely don't. You're listening to The Natural Underground. I'm sitting next to you. I'm watching the moon catching Welcome back to the Natural Underground. Hey, before we continue on our massive countdown, and really we should have six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, but we don't have those recorded. That's so why we broke it up. We broke it up into two segments so we can do one, two, three, four, five again. It'll be awesome. This is some low budget. Low level. Now, not Matt. Matt is not low budget. He's spectacular. Our producer, unbelievable. Say hello, Matt. Let let our good listeners. Can they hear, hear you? Yeah, I think he can. You know he can. He can force his way in here somehow. He can't. He refuses to say hello. All right. I'll pretend to be wow. Matt. <laughs> yeah, you, I'll let you be Matt for a second. Hey, hey guys. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Good <laughs> yeah. Very even keeled, very cool. Let's do a whole show. We're just, we're just imitating Matt's <laughs> voice. Hey, good to see you guys. How's it going? He yeah. might accidentally lose that recording. What, what he won't tell you, I know, I have a feeling this part's going to be edited out. But what he won't tell you is he's quite an entertainer himself. You just don't know that until you go see him somewhere. The way you said that made it seem like you guys have had a personal experience we don't know about. Yeah, that, that might be true, too, <laughs> as, far, as far as you know. 
All right. Before we go back to our countdown, we we try every week to kind of spotlight some products that we love, things that right. we discovered out in the marketplace that you know they have a wow factor to us. Mm-hmm. What do we call it, uh, Jesslyn? Well, Al, we call it what's in your pie hole. What's in your pie hole? Time's wasting, don't you know? Put something tasty in my old pie. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, you harmonize sometimes. Man, he usually I, weighs I got to keep the, the people guessing. Yeah, okay, some weeks fair. I do it, some Ooh. weeks I don't. That's like, <laughs> All right, so uh, you want to start, Jocelyn? What's in your oh. pile? <laughs> uh, nothing at the moment, but here is my product. Well, I'm nervous about this because I don't know how to pronounce it. But So it's, it's Zupa Noma. Which sounds Italian, like right. Zupanoma. Zupanoma. But it's got an umlaut over the U. Okay. So I don't know, but it's Z-U-P-A-N-O-M-A. And it's super delicious. It's one of these, I uh, tried it at Expo. It's one of these like drinkable soups, which I'm oh, super those into. Are I'm Popular super, right super into it. And I was sort of skeptical at first because I wasn't sure how the texture was going to be because it's definitely thicker. Like, it's not like a juice where it's very uh, not viscous. What's the word? I never know the viscous scale is, you know, I don't the, know the which viscosity one. The viscosity is, viscosity. Uh, right. is thicker. Thin. Oh, well, thicker. This is thicker. It's yeah. But it's not, like, chunky or anything. It's very smooth. It's like having, like, a tomato soup kind of thing. So I a really... A thick V8. Yeah, but it was really good, really refreshing. I loved all the flavors. Hot category, man. Yeah, soups. super into it. And, you know, I so have to say... Is the soup say, cold? Do you warm it up? How does... It's cold. So I guess kind of like oh, a... Oh, Gazpacho? Was that like a cold tomato it... soup? Right. Yeah. Ryan, I know this is a little probably... Since it's not a cheeseburger, you might not know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not. About. I'm lost. <laughs> but um, so they have a bunch of different flavors. They have organic yellow pepper habanero and organic tomatillo jalapeno. They're all super good. Um, for example, like in the uh, carrot coconut lime, it's just... Filtered water, carrot, coconut milk, olive oil, apple, lime juice, yam, Ooh. ginger, cumin, shallot, lemongrass, coriander, sea salt, black pepper. That's it. Super good. I loved it. I'm really into it. I've it's totally adopted favorite, it now. Favorite line, an ingredient deck that reads like a recipe. Exactly. So if you want to learn more, go to drinkzupa.com. Ryan, what is in that fabulous pie hole? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I want to go home now. <laughs> you might want to make a complaint with anyway, HR. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, so mine is Tony's Choco Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> that it sounds is, uh, like yeah. all of me being 24. That was just my whole year was called <laughs> <Right>. Choco Lonely. <laughs> so, I had a whole period of my life where I was Choco Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's, uh, I just call it Tony's chocolate because it's easier for me. It's just different types of chocolates, but with a incredible purpose, which is to make chocolate 100% slave free. Oh no, I didn't know that chocolate was associated with that. Uh, apparently to a pretty well, who, who brings your massive chocolates? extent. Well, I mean, what can you do anymore? Can't have who diamonds. Brings you, I mean, serious. Yeah. You know, who brings, it's like anything. Yes, the you, cocoa. Well, you wonder about how, how does your chocolate get to you and then mm, what's that original sourcing? No. We don't know. We don't always know. And I'm not suggesting there's an issue there. It's just interesting. They chose this as a. Uh, I think it's a, a great, obviously. Is it fair yeah. trade or what's the deal? I think that's genius because just about everybody is anti-slavery. 
yeah. that I've ever met. Very it's hard, small it's group. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I think it's a it, it's incredible cause. And it is amazing. If you can right, and if you can support it and eat really, really delicious milk chocolate at the same time, and they have dark chocolates as well, that's what I call a win win. Yeah. Wow. Is it tasty? It is incredible. And I've Ryan's never felt better picky. while eating chocolate. Normally yeah. you have that bad feeling about yourself. Yeah. Still, health-wise, yeah, might have I, bad for anybody else. I feel yourself, really but... good eating dark chocolate. I just chocolate. heard yeah. something on There's NPR yesterday that like eating like two servings of mm-hmm. milk or dark chocolate a really? week. Yeah, yeah, they said milk chocolate. They're surprised. Milk, make it, milk chocolate making a comeback. Yeah, I know. It there. wards off like heart ar- arrhythmias that can lead to oh, problems really? Well, later. it's they're based out of uh, Amsterdam in the West Coast dystopia of Portland, Oregon. Oh, <laughs> I like it. And uh, yeah, it's no, called Choco Lonely. Tony's Choco Lonely. And so you can find him at Tony'sChocoLonely.com. Does it come with the couch and watching sad know. rom-coms with it? Or do you have to buy that separately? I don't know where the name comes from. I should have researched it deeper, but I can tell you I ate the bar and it was delicious. So. Nice. All right. My, what's in my pie hole is Alyssa's. Now, most people aren't going to know this, I, I think, <laughs> because it's not sitting. It's a, it, They're a little uh, clamshell box of cookies. This is the healthy vegan bites, but they also do oatmeal bites. But what's interesting about them is they're not for sale in the cookie section. They mm-hmm. are leased where I buy them, um, which is at HEB. They're in the in the bakery department. Oh, Central the, Market, I think I saw them in produce. And that makes sense because they're very perimeter of store looking. They look like they were packaged locally, but they're from Jupiter, Florida. Why I love these things is it's similar to your drinkable soup. It's an ingredient deck that reads like a recipe, super simple, but it's you know made with uh, all kinds of natural ingredients, gluten-free, non-GMO, high fiber, no sugar added. Mm-hmm. So it's a very manageable amount of, of sugar in here. But they're 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 soft. They're moist. They're, they're super delicious. Good. There's some kind of magically satisfying element. They to are this really that good. I have a hard time describing. So if you want to check it out, uh, the website is Alyssa, which is A L Y S S A S. Alyssa's healthycookie.com. No, Health, that's Facebook. Healthy. So I have no earthly idea what their website is. Google it. Yes, but it says a little under thing Facebook, called Google. Facebook, they're Alyssa's healthycookie.com. Those or are not, so just, good. Oh, I have so to admit, good. I got kind of snobby and I was like, I can make those myself. And then I looked at the back and there's like flaxseed and chia seeds oh, and all these things man. that. It's like a little power cookie. You would read, yeah, there's like so much in it. So they're good. It's yeah. worth buying them. Okay, we owe our listeners the final five. Of our list. Also known as 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 <laughs> of trial building channels. Okay, here we go. Number one. All right. I think um, our guest today, Brian from Arbar, mentioned this travel. Yeah. So, right. Uh, and he wanted to be, and, and boy, those little circular bars that he has would be so perfect in the travel channel. So, one of the ones that we were going to talk about, and because this is the class, you're on the road, you're kind of hungry. You don't want to eat the airport hot dog unless you're in Chicago and you buy Gold Coast, which is spectacular. Uh, mm. A shout out to Gold Coast <laughs> hot dogs. What's up, Gold Coast? They are magical. Uh, every time I'm in Chicago, I, I have to do that. But uh, we'll spotlight today's parody, parody shops. So uh, parody shops are based <laughs> in Atlanta. It's not paradise, but it's It sounds close. like something that where you would have like a rabbit that comes out of a hat. Yeah, it's magical. <laughs> right. A parody shop. <laughs> but there's 500 stores in airports and other travel locations. 
And, you know, we people, it always drives me nuts when people whine about the pricing in an airport because they don't, they think the store is just jacking it up. Those stores pay an outrageous rental and concession fee to the cities who know what they have there, which is a captive audience. So, mm-hmm. look, you're not going to buy in volume, uh, you know, from an airport store, but you're, this is a great place where people can snack on something the first time it's the perfect and there's culture. nothing worse than eating a big thing and then you're on the plane and it's bumpy and there's no air and you're just so bloated and sad wow this is going to end bad wow. it sounds yeah, like anyway it. next one a rough picture. <laughs> need a rough picture they used to have a trade show that was fantastic you could go sell them i don't think they do that now but check out in atlanta and and talk to parody shops all right next one Number two, corporate campuses. This is the classic. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be Google campus, Apple campus. Facebook. uh, Yeah, Dell, the the Mm -hmm. energy sector has uh, big campuses. And so there's lots of distributors doing everything from smaller ones like App Wholesale or to Compass to they're all UNFI, I think, has a pretty good, pretty built out uh, uh, effort against college campuses. I think Kahee's starting to get into that game a little bit. So what's great about it is, again, captive audience. What's a little challenging sometimes is some of these in the tech sector, they try and offer this stuff for either free or for really, really reduced pricing to their employees. So as a result, they put a lot of price pressure on you. So mm-hmm. sometimes it isn't always wildly profitable business, but it's but great. Way to talk to the cool kids oh, at the, the table. The cool kids get a little trend going, a little mojo, get them mm-hmm. talking about it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Next one. Number three. And this is going to sound like the least sexy, but it's house and home, household places. But this is one of the first outlets or channels that a lot of brands in our space started uh, driving trial with. And I can think of um, Bed Bath & Beyond and Purell. Love it in there. Purell, a long time ago, Purell hand sanitizer started, really built their business by having these displays up at every check stand. It looked like it was the Purell store that also had some sheets, comforters, and towels. Mm -hmm. I mean, this place is amazing. And I think a lot of other brands noticed that and thought, wow, if they're, and think about it from the store standpoint and the consumer standpoint, it's fantastic because you only have so much money for like a comforter or a few things that may be in the several hundred dollars, but you can always buy a couple of extra little tidbits that people love when they're shopping, when they're waiting in line to pay. And that's where they strike you. There is that check stand area. All right, let's keep on rolling. Number four. We already talked about Italy. We talked about food ease, but it's specialty gourmet. These markets that are blowing up all over. You see them here in Austin. You see them around the country, any kind of specialty market that's both, restaurant and marketplace and then you even have all of the fast casual chains from a panera bread to um what is it au bon pair or something what's mm-hmm. the one in every corner in new york that we always see when we're up uh, there? shoot oh uh, i can't think Pret of anger yeah something Pret like of anger no, yep yeah, that's it's, it it's, it's Pret, Pret of anger of anger no it's it's <laughs> something like that is it french yes Pret so Oh, no, okay. that's not the name. It's yeah. not Ulala. It's Pret A Pret P R E T A M A N G E R. Oh, Pret is like taking and manger. That's eating. Okay, so mm-hmm. take it kind of on the go. I think that it's you on might be go. onto something there. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the go. Given their business. But what's model. crazy about it is not only can you buy a food to go, but they have lots of little snacks for sale and little other things. And sometimes cool. they're natural, better for your products. Okay, last one. Number five. I'm, we're going to do this one quick because I've never met a brand that doesn't say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to market through the yoga studios. and the, But you know what? It never really happens. 
because while, yeah, that's a great, that's your target market. These people are proactively health conscious. It's difficult to get anything done there because they tend to be so many one-offs or -hmm. small groups. And then they may philosophically be against free samples handed out or any of those kinds of things because of what they're all about. So what we found is there's angles around that, including you go to someone like LA Yoga Magazine, which is a regional market-specific yoga publication, but they're partnered up with all kinds of yoga events, yoga studios. They already have those relationships. So it's an angle that you can kind of check out. If you're trying to build your business and get to those folks, you don't just try to sell to a bunch of one-off studios or sample to them. Go through those other kinds of media vehicles and marketing vehicles to make it happen. Cool. Cool. All right, we've given you a 10. I hope it's been interesting. Hopefully it's valuable. We gave you one through five and then one through five again. Yes, just to confuse you in case you missed <laughs> the first one through five. Look, every, every week or so, every other week, we're going to try and kind of dig into one topic a little more so that there's some content you guys can use if you're out building your own food or beverage business. This was business. good. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Brian Cornelius. He was great. Uh, how do folks get a hold of us? Uh, you can email us at info at newbrainuniversity.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can show up at our house. Don't do that. <laughs> Google. Uh, we'll try to check your emails all over the place. So definitely reach out on social media. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See you. See you.